This the Black Powder Podcast. Kick up your feet, lean on your armrest, and get your mind blessed on this conquest. Hold a grip like a 12 gauge. Let this moment kick. Black people moving and having some gun ownership. I carry weight, not to keep the camera safe. Just thinking about you, my kids, and my parents' faces. The big topics they don't wanna involve us. Think we're novice, but now we're moving hard with revolvers. This the Black Powder Podcast. Let's get it started. We're going to cover the Nashville shooting today. I know it happened a couple of weeks ago, uh, to be exact. It happened around March, actually last month. It happened around uh, March 29th, I'd say, or at least near the end of March. Uh, the shooting was done by Audrey Hale, who was a transgender man, if I remember right. It was a woman trans who uh, transitioned over to a man, but nonetheless, uh, this person was actually under care for emotional disorder. And according to the article in CNN entitled Covenant School Shooter was under care for emotional disorder and hit guns at home, police say, which was uh, updated at 5.47 a.m. on Wednesday, March 29th. Uh, it says that the parents of the shooter, Audrey Hale, spoke to police and said that they knew Hale had bought and sold one weapon and believed that was the extent of it. The parents felt Hale should not own weapons, the chief said. Now, gender identity aside, clearly you could see that there's something deeper going on with this person. Uh, looked like she was staying with her family. Uh, the family was trying to take care of her, and even the family had their worries and fears about her owning firearms. Now, it's real easy for people to say that guns kill people, firearms kill people, whatever, but this is clearly one of the situations where you can see what leads up to these things. It's, I hate to say it, but it's a well-known fact that whenever it comes to schools and certain other public areas, you will have people that have... Ill, Ill intentions, keeping in mind that these areas are not exactly fully secured. The only thing I can remember from my childhood when I went to high school was that we had at least maybe one or two armed police on the grounds, if that. So, God forbid something happens and, you know, you got two police who have to potentially go up against somebody who has, in this case, uh, three firearms. Uh, there's another another article in CNN that stated what the firearms were. One was a AR, the second one was a Keltec Sub-2000, and the third one was a handgun. I find it kind of ironic they can identify the Sub-2000, but they couldn't identify, you know, the maker of the AR or, you know, who made the handgun, especially seeing as how there's an, an agenda as always against firearms, but nonetheless... Hill brought up three guns to the school. Also, when the police went to her parents' house, they found a sawed-off shotgun that the parents didn't know anything about. So going back to my major issue with this whole thing in general, the fact that the parents of this 28-year-old knew that she had purchased a firearm, how much background information did they go into as far as why she purchased the firearm, what she had intentions of doing with the firearm, so on and so forth. Excuse me, not she, uh, he, but nonetheless, they didn't do the due diligence to figure out why 
this person felt like they needed to fire him in the first place. And they didn't go back and do the due diligence of maintaining knowledge of whether it was one firearm, two, three, five, however many in the house. They didn't do the due diligence. I know this person is an adult, but hell, when I was an adult, and let's just say something happened to where I had to stay at my family's house, I had to keep in mind that it wasn't my house. In a sense, it was almost like a tenant-landlord agreement to where it the family member decided to look through or do certain things in the room, they could because it was their property. It makes sense. I mean, it sucks, but it makes sense because you're staying with your family in your family's house. You do have certain uh, a certain little bit more uh, respect in certain uh, situations, but nonetheless, you are staying on someone else's property, period. So I just don't understand why they failed at that point as far as trying to make sure that they knew what the situation was with the firearms, especially knowing that this person was going through uh, treatment for emotional distress. The other thing is that Hale sent out, I think it was Instagram messages to a friend of hers that worked at a radio station, and a message was sent around 10 o'clock in the morning, and it clearly stated that I am going to die today, and one day this will all make sense. I'm wondering if at that point, the friend decided to contact the police and say, hey, look, you need to put out an APB on this person because right now they're they're threatening to hurt themselves. I don't know if they're going to hurt other people, but nonetheless, they're threatening to hurt themselves. Anytime somebody is even mentioning death in like a serious situation and they're your friend, you may want to do some research and, and some due diligence as far as making sure that they're okay and they're being taken care of. Otherwise, you're just sitting back hoping for the best. And we all know what hopes and positive energy and prayers do. Nothing. Because you can easily sit back and say you hope that this person is going to be okay or you send some positive energy or, or whatever all this other super fancy, you know, feel good stuff is nowadays. But if you're not trying to make a follow through on what exactly you need to do as far as making sure that person's okay, all it is is just empty words. And clearly you could see that, you know, you putting out positive energy has had ultimately a negative effect. Like I said uh, earlier, Schools are one of the most weakest social buildings we have. And it took the police to come in and gun down this this person to make sure that they could at least protect more people who are on the premises. At the end of the day, three kids and three adults died for a total of six people. That's six people that could still be living and still go see their family and still have a bright future to look forward to the next day. But because of this one person and her family and her friends' lack of involvement, we now have another shooting on our hands. I think they said this was the 19th shooting, and it's one of the most uh, brutal shootings after Uvalde. So it just makes me sit back and it makes me think, because, I mean, these schools... I said this before, I'll say it again. These schools need more protection. You are housing the minds and bodies of what the future of this country will look like. And if you just nonchalantly say, eh, we're not going to do anything about it, what do you think is going to happen to the future of this country? 
honestly, and I know people hate it when I bring it up, but honestly, when we were doing the online schools, you had less deaf there than you did when you had actual students in the school. And uh, to also bring up more honest points, I mean, hell, you got some students that do better whenever they're being homeschooled versus going to public school. Because public school, I mean, back then when I was going there, yeah, it wasn't exactly the most glamorous thing out there. And I don't know, maybe people who went to private school ended up with a better education. But nonetheless, public school back then wasn't as crazy as it is now. Yeah, you had your occasional fights and you had your occasional people who were trying to test, a, you know, test one another. But nonetheless, you shrugged it off, went home. Now it's like you got to worry about somebody coming after your kid with gun violence. You got to worry about them trying to tear down their their um, you know status, if you will, online because you got cyberbullying. I mean, there's so much mess going on in schools nowadays to the point where it's like, how do you raise a kid properly and not have to worry about them and, and their health as as they continue to grow and prosper? Because you got so many kids out there that, just like this person who, ironically enough, was 28, they are not under the governance of their family. So when it comes time for accountability and responsibilities, there's a major lack there. And the fact that you've got an overabundance of people who are glorifying gun culture, if you will, you know, they're not respecting it. They're not going to get trained. They're not actually treating it like it's a serious thing. If anything, they're, they're treating not everybody, but you've got a lot of people out there that treat firearms as if they're like personal accessories. Now I get personalizing a firearm. Okay, cool. But whenever that accessory defines your whole person, your whole mentality as a person in general, like literally you can't go outside without that firearm and if you don't have it you can't go out i mean it's it's ridiculous you know it's the person behind the trigger not the trigger in front of the person cuz if you rely on that gun to make you a person you seriously need to go get yourself checked out because as you can see in this article, mental health is a serious thing. And I will continue to push this because of the fact that I'm so tired of hearing about people blaming the actual firearm. Previous episode I did, I brought up the fact that there was a lot of stabbings that happened earlier this year. Some of those stabbings happened in school. Some of those stabbings happened outside of school. Nonetheless, it was stabbings that was going on earlier this year. So it doesn't matter what the weapon is. You need to look at the situation with what the person is doing and where they're failing in life and where they could potentially get some help at. And another thing that we do is we often shrug off somebody's situation and say, oh, this is just Bill. Bill's okay. He's crazy. He does that. You'll get used to it. Okay. So what happens whenever Bill goes too far? Does Bill come to work with firearms or does Bill end up getting killed because one of his co-workers got tired of his actions? You got to stop making excuses for things like this. It is not normal, whatever normal is nowadays. But there is a certain area, if you will, of a lack of normalcy oddities, whatever you want to call them. Whenever something doesn't make sense, that's when you should actually take a time out and think about it and say, you know what? This don't seem like normal behavior, even compared to nowadays. Because if these people don't get help, I'm telling you, 
you're going to look up and there's going to be another situation followed by another situation followed by another situation. And this goes beyond all the, you know, the emotional stuff to where people feel like they have to protect their, their reputation or they have to strike back or the easiest answer is you just take out the problem. No, this goes beyond that. These are actual people who need actual sit-down psychiatrist medicated help. Go find somebody to talk to. And let's be real. The world does not owe you understanding. The only person who is going to understand you is you, which means it is completely up to you to go get the help that you need. The help isn't going to fall out of the sky. The help isn't going to be acceptance because you need to be accepted. The help isn't going to be some type of movement that's going to accept people that, you know, fall into the same category as you. Because what happens is whenever you have a movement and they accept that person who has these issues and all of a sudden something happens to make that movement look negative, now all of a sudden that movement is going to lose a lot of power and a lot of credibility because one person did not decide to go seek the mental help that they needed. And this is not anything against the trans community. This is not anything against any community. This is not personal hate against anybody. But this is putting accountability where it should be at because it's real easy, like I've said, for them to blame the gun. But when the evidence is there that this person clearly had some mental health issues, you can't blame the gun at this point. It's the person behind the trigger. There needs to be some sort of morality behind the munitions. And if you're not looking for that morality and you're just blaming an object, you're part of the problem. Because we could easily end up losing our Second Amendment rights and we could go to, I don't know, like England. We could have a lot more stabbings every year. And when that happens, what are they going to do? Like make knives illegal? So then you're going to have a lot more people who have road rage and they're going to end up being, I don't know, more killings with cars? Road rage in itself is a sense a sort of, of mental health disability. I mean, <laughs> everybody's got it, but you see where I'm going with this. The world doesn't owe you understanding. The world is not there to fix you. If anything, it is your job to adapt, overcome, and fix yourself. And if you are around somebody that you know is working on themselves, be you family, friend, whatever, keep an eye on that person to make sure they're okay. Because the world is a cruel place. It really is. It's really easy for us to forget that because sometimes we're caught up in our own social spheres, but nonetheless, the world can be a cruel place. And that's why some of these emotional situations can can happen. You know, it changes a person's life. Like I said, there's kids that are going through cyberbullying and there's kids that are being beat up and there's there's just no accountability from the parents for that kid. So now here we are literally raising an overly aggressive generation of kids and they're aggressive for no reason other than their personal environment and the things that influence that environment. So I, I highly think that it's time to step back 
and look at the things that we're putting into these children's lives and make sure that they have a better situation where they can grow up and not have to worry about turning 28 and having emotional disorders and purchasing firearms and having to hide them from their families. And then all of a sudden you look up and they go on a killing spree. We have an opportunity to prevent this because just like de-escalation should be the first weapon you utilize whenever you're in a situation dealing with a firearm or dealing with an aggressive person as you're carrying a firearm, there should be a way to de-escalate the situation for your child before it becomes aggressive. But I don't know. Maybe I'm just being hopeful. Once again, I'm the dude behind the mic. This is Yasuke Fett, Black Powder Podcast. This has been another successful mag dump. And keep in mind, as always, please make sure there's some morality behind the munitions. This the Black Powder Podcast, let's get it splitting. We got the wisdom hitting targets with a mark with precision. We're having fun in the booth, we're running gun for the truth. And every future black gun owner, we're spreading the news. We do illegal, we're moving regal and blessing the people from hopes for the culture. We keep it locked like guns in our holster, holding it down as we're loading the rounds. If they were nervous back then, right. then they're gonna be scared of us now. Black Powder Podcast, we'll be back in a while. Yeah.